Hello and welcome to Hacker Public Radio. I'm your host, Cobra2, and today I'm going to be talking about how to shop for Android devices, um, mainly phones. I'm going to get into tablets a little bit, but I don't have much experience with tablets. The, the first thing about buying an Android device is you're never ever going to be able to just impulse buy an Android device. You're going to have to do research and you're going to have to play around with different devices. You just can't go to the store on Monday morning and pick up the latest and greatest Android device. Uh, that's not going to work for you. Uh, especially if you want to do any sort of hacking with a device or basically bend it to your will. You just can't impulse buy can't stress that enough. Never impulse buy an Android device. First thing you need to know about the hardware of an Android device is you need to know what chipsets it runs, what the CPU is in it. Um, you need to also know for phones uh, what the baseband radio is, whether it's a CDMA radio or GSM radio. Uh, CDMA would be like Sprint and Verizon and GSM would be T-Mobile and AT&T. Uh, something you need to know about GSM is even though both AT&T and T-Mobile use it. They both run their high-speed uh, 3G on a different frequency. So a phone made for T-Mobile is not going to work on AT&T's high-speed frequencies and vice versa. Now, unfortunately, due to the nature of Android and the way that the companies are releasing products, both the software and the hardware, you're going to have to research hardware and software for the device that you want pretty much at the same time. Uh, it, it's quite painful, and the the sources for information about your device are going to be scattered. There's no one single place that you can go to to find out information about the device that you're looking at. It's extremely painful. You're pretty much just going to spend a week, a week and a half, uh, Googling around and looking for various random forums to find out little tidbits of information. And it's going to be really, really frustrating because you're going to get a lot of the same post just over and over and over on different forums, different wikis, and it's it's very aggravating. A really good starting place to start your research would be the uh, the CyanogenMod forums and wiki. If it's supported by CyanogenMod, there's a really good chance that you're going to be able to take the device and do whatever you want to with it. Unfortunately, CyanogenMod does not support that many Android devices when you consider the vast number of devices that are out there. I'm going to try and break this up into two little mini sections, hardware and software. I'm going to talk about hardware a little bit first. Uh, you need to, uh, as far as phone hardware goes, there's three major vendors. You've got HTC, Motorola, and Samsung, and all three send their devices to you in a lockdown form where you cannot obtain root access. Uh, Motorola is particularly notorious for having pretty much an unbreakable bootloader. Uh, if you're looking at a Motorola device, you need to do a lot of research on it before you even think about purchasing it, especially newer devices. The newer the Motorola device, the, the more likely it is that you're not going to be able to do anything with it. Samsung makes the Nexus and the Nexus S, which are two pretty good pieces of hardware. Uh, I personally have a Nexus S, and I'm very happy with it. Uh, HTC also makes 
their device is pretty painful to get into. Uh, there's all sorts of exploits for each individual HTC device and most of the exploits to gain root access do not transfer from one device to another and it, HTC is just uh, really painful to get into. Uh, as you're looking for your Android devices just keep in mind that you, you could spend up to a week with a non-functioning device as far as tablets go, the only experience I personally have with a tablet is with the Nook Color, which is a pretty good device, and if you're looking at a tablet, I'd recommend grabbing a Nook Color. It's, it's pretty decent, and you can get root, and you can do whatever you want to with it. After you've found which piece of hardware that you're interested in looking at, you need to look at the chipsets that are running on that hardware and you need to find out what CPU. Are you interested in overclocking the CPU? Are you interested in uh, having Wi-Fi that actually works after you've installed your custom ROM? Are, are you interested in having a phone that doesn't crash every five minutes after you receive a phone call? Uh, these are things that you need to look at. These are things that you're going to want to go around and research for and find out if there's anyone who's having any sorts of problems with their phone dying, uh, their battery being used up in less than two hours, uh, if they're having issues with keeping connection to a call, or if they're having even simple problems like uh, their screen not turning on or not functioning properly, or uh, a real big kicker would be if you can boot into your device but you can't touch the screen. That would be kind of uh, epic fail. There are just tons and tons of things that you need to look for and dig into with each individual device. And again, as I said earlier, it's very painful because there's not one single repository of information for all of this. Now into the software, you need to research uh, what third-party uh, custom ROMs are going to run on your device. Uh, CyanogenMod, again, is a really good starting place. I'm personally not a big fan of CyanogenMod because it tends to be bloated for pretty much every device I've put it on. Uh, it runs slower than most of the other custom ROMs. Uh, also, you need to uh, get familiar with ROM terms. CyanogenMod is an a ASOP ROM, which means it's built from source. You always want to find a ROM that's built from source because uh, other ROMs would be like a, a stock rooted ROM that just has extra apps installed on top of it and has very little changes or modifications to the uh, source code. Now that you've done your research and you've found a device that you like, you found that you can get root on it and that you can install uh, custom bootloader and a custom ROM of your liking or a couple different custom ROMs that you found lying around. Uh, now you need to go to the store and play with the device before you buy it. Does it fit good in your hand? Does it function? Uh, are the buttons set up very well? Does it have hardware buttons or does it have software buttons? Are you going to be able to uh, use this with your left or right hand? Uh, are you going to be constantly smacking the volume buttons as you're holding the phone up to your head? Are you going to be hitting the power button all the time? Can you stick it in your pocket? There's just no substitute for getting out there and playing with the device before you get it. You can't get around that. 
No, as for uh, devices that I'd recommend, I'd look for uh, Motorola Droid, the original Droid, for a CDMA device, just because it's pretty much unbreakable. I mean, you're basically going to have to take a hammer and smash it a couple times to destroy this phone. It's it's a really solid phone. Now, it's a little bit on the heavy side, and it's, it's kind of old, and it's a little clunky, but... I've got two of them, and I wouldn't trade them for anything as far as CDMA devices go. Uh, for GSM, you probably want to dig around for a Nexus S, uh, just because it's pretty much open and unlocked uh, when you get it. I mean, you, as long as you're not getting the version that was sold to a uh, T-Mobile contract customer. The, uh, the Nexus S is a really good GSM device. Uh, downside to that is if you're getting a Nexus S for uh, AT&T customer, again, you're not going to have the uh, the 3G speeds with it unless you buy one that was locked down by AT&T. And those are few and far between. As far as tablets go, I don't really have much experience with tablets. The only one I've really played with a lot is a Nook Color and that seems to be a really good tablet device. Uh, the battery life as far as playing back videos and stuff is not so great but it's got a, a pretty good screen on top of it and it seems to be easy to read and whatnot as as if you're uh, going for like the uh, the ebook experience or just like the simple web browser experience processor isn't, isn't too powerful so you're not going to play back any HD videos on it or anything like that but the screen size isn't massive so why would you want to play back an HD video and that's pretty much it for today uh, if you got any questions comments or whatnot you can uh, either send me an email at cobra2 at linuxbasement.com or you can just give me a buzz 347-735-6779 and I'm always idling on IRC so I'm not hard to find You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday Monday through Friday Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.